Welcome to the 14th episode of About IBD. I'm your host, Amber Tresca. I'm the person behind the social media accounts About IBD all over the internet. Today's guest is Brian Greenberg, the founder of Intense Intestines, a foundation that helps people with IBD, and also the president of Chronically Better You, where he's developing a journal that helps people with chronic illness to achieve their goals. Brian and I talked about how he got started participating in endurance events, such as the half Ironmans that he's done and the full Ironman that he's going to do next year, which his fiance talked him into signing up for. What? The two of them make a great team, and he acknowledges that he can't do these type of things alone and that it's important that he have a schedule and stick to it and how this all folds into the lifestyle of someone who has a chronic illness and needs to keep track of what's going on with their body, their medications, their sleep, all of this. It all folds in together. He's one of the most productive people I've ever met, and you'll understand that more as you listen to the conversation. You'll also know more about that when you go and visit his social media accounts at Chronically Better You and at Intense Intestines. That is all in the show notes, or you can just do a search for his name, Brian Greenberg, or Chronically Better You, and you'll find him running those social media accounts. I guarantee you, after you finish listening to this podcast, you're going to understand how you can get started in achieving your own goals, no matter what they are. Our goals are entirely individualized, even as our IBD is individualized. And therefore, we can't really compare ourselves to other people. I know, we all do it. We do it all the time. It's not a great thing to do, though. And so here's Brian Greenberg letting us know how he sets goals so that he can make it through the endurance events and even through the different challenges that IBD brings him. When I say exercise, I mean like, you know, I put on my shoes and I go for a little uh, two-mile run, um, not what you do, uh, but to your point where once you start to get into it, you it, it does propel you forward. Somebody told me, um, uh, a friend of mine who's a runner, who says she always hates the first mile. Yeah. It's worst. It's the worst. And then after that, <laughs> and then, out, yeah, you start to run and you say, why am I doing this? My ankles hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, and everything hurts. And this is hell and everything's on fire. Um, but then you get past that point and then it's, and then it's great. Yeah. So um, you do a lot of stuff Some, in that regard. A little bit. <laughs> I, but to me, from where I'm sitting, that I'm lucky I get in that two-mile run three times a week. I, it, it, it feels like such a vast chasm between what I do for the stress relief and for staying as fit as I can, which is important with, with any disease, but it does, there has been research that has shown that it is good for people with IBD and people with J pouches especially have to keep their weight down. (laughs) Um, but how did you get from being in your early 20s, needing all of these surgeries, to where you are today that you're doing Ironman? Like, tell me about this. I will start that answer off 
with their question, Amber, as I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will fully say that I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Um, half Ironmans, Ironmans are um, not easy tests and they're kind of ludicrous and crazy and everything. So I definitely will start with that. I think once I became an adult, the activities that I did instead of becoming or being distractions turned into routine stress relief almost. And they were no longer distractions. They were things that I just loved to do. And I knew if I stayed in motion at times, I would keep in motion. And a lot of people don't understand that because if I sit on a couch and I stay still, I actually feel worse. Mm -hmm. But when I'm out and I have this routine lifestyle that I have to have now, I feel better. And it takes time to describe this lifestyle that I've set up for myself to people and say, I know you're not going to understand this. I know you think, well, Brian has this chronic disease and it's Crohn's disease and he lives with an ostomy and how can he be doing so much? He should be resting on the couch every single day. Like he shouldn't be doing this. And I, I have to tell him that like, you don't understand if I rest on the couch and I watch TV all day long, I will feel worse. And I find it funny because when I sit, when I get into a bad routine or I get sick for a little while and I have a flare or anything like that, I sit on the couch I'm in pain, I'm uncomfortable, I'm out of my routine. I start eating worse. Mm -hmm. I start just, you know, grabbing what I can. I'm the, I don't have as much energy to cook the foods that I should be cooking for my IBD and for my training. And things kind of spiral out of control and go downhill. And eventually I have to wait for something to kind of click to get things back on the right track. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's, you know, that dreaded drug we all hate and love pregnizone just gets me back on track and i have to get off of it but it kind of clicks and gets me enough energy to get back into my routine so it's not an easy lifestyle but i definitely think it's gone from distraction to more routine stress fun management lifestyle kind of thing mm -hmm. and it's not easy because every single day there's something on my schedule where I'm doing something to manage my IBD at length in order to be able to do these half Ironmans that I love to do. Mm -hmm. um, and for those that don't know what a half Ironman is, it's a 70.3 mile triathlon. Uh, you start with a 1.2 mile run, then you go for a really fun 56 mile bike ride, and then you run a half marathon 13.1 miles before you cross the finish line. And then I do stop moving for a while. I will say that. <laughs> I remember uh. when I think like you had an Instagram post or whatever where like, like the day after. I remember waking up that morning going, thinking the day after you had done one. Um, I In New York City? Maybe it was, Did you do one in New York? I did one recently in Atlantic City. I did another half in Montauk, Long Island. And then I did one in Maine for my half okay. Ironmans. But I did do shorter distance in New York City this year. Okay. Maybe it was, I forget which one it was that I got up that morning and I thought to myself, I wonder how Brian is feeling today afterward. Because I think it's fun. Like, especially you have the tracker thing and like we can see where you're like, that's that's fun for me. I just, I enjoy that. I'm like, so somebody's watching. Brian? I do. No, I do. And then of course the next day I'm always, you know, I wonder how you are and of course you know you let us know through instagram which um 
we've talked about before that uh, I enjoy that. Because then I don't have to ask you. Then I don't have to text you and say, how you doing today, Brian? I haven't heard from you. you Are know? you alive? Are you alive after doing this thing that I saw you do yesterday? You know, I love the pictures. I I love it. When I see you and our other friends in the community who are doing these things, bike riding, running, whatever it is, um, the pictures of you guys in your gear on your bike or um, crossing the finish line or whatever, I, I've, ugh, it sounds terrible. It's, but it's, it is, it's so inspirational to, to me um, it, that, that you guys can do that because like I said, I just can't, I can't imagine having the stamina for it you yeah know? it's 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 not easy and it takes a long time and a lot of patience and a lot of acceptance mm. um i always tell everyone that whether you're doing a half ironman or whether you're going for a walk after a surgery it's still a challenge and you have to set your goals accordingly this whole journey for me actually to become a triathlete start with a sprint distance, then go to a half Ironman distance. And next year I'm actually taking on the challenge of doing a full Ironman, which my fiance talked me into signing up for <laughs> a few nights ago while she was eating ice cream on the couch. <laughs> no, but she's doing her own stuff now. She's, no, she's doing, she's done multiple sprints and she just did her first Olympic distance. Track I saw on, that. Which is incredible. Ugh. She's getting into it, but doing an Olympic distance, a full Ironman is a it's 140.6 miles in a day. So it's just, it's 16 hours. It's basically going to be a 15 hour workout for me. I can't. Um, But it's a lot of patience. And I set up goals for me after my proctectomy to make my ostomy permanent step by step. And I actually did this before my surgery because I knew that the proctectomy was going to be extremely painful. Mm -hmm. I had heard that it's an extremely hard surgery to recover from. And... I knew it wasn't going to be an easy time in my life. And I remember writing down a sheet of paper a few days before my proctectomy that I had a goal two weeks after my proctectomy or within two weeks after my proctectomy to get up out of my bed, walk to the kitchen, make my own grilled cheese, and then walk back to bed and have it. That That's some people's that's goals. That's mm-hmm. and, and that went from, okay, I'm going to do a couple of laps around the house. And when a, and I had a walker. I was a 31-year-old, 32-year-old walking around my parents' house at the time with a walker because I had to have something to lean on. Mm-hmm. Then it was, okay, well, I don't need the walker anymore. Let me go outside and go for a walk around my neighborhood. Let me see if I can go up and down the street. Okay, I did that. What's my next? Let me see if I can take the dog for a walk. So everyone's goals have to be set out properly and they have to be patient. And I I don't recommend triathlons for everyone. It's a lot of stress on your body. It, it's, it's not the easiest sport and you have to be very disciplined and you have to be very routine and you have to have systems for everything. Um, there were a couple of friends that I actually met uh, last week or two weeks ago in Atlantic City who one was a colon cancer survivor and had an ostomy and the other one was a Crohn's disease patient and had an ostomy as well. And we got together, I met one of them before and one of them after, and we both said, I don't think people understand the amount of work that it takes for a regular healthy triathlete to do this compared to all the mind games and everything that we have to deal with in order to do this as a chronic disease patient and an ostomy patient. And 
it's not easy, but I like the challenge. And I think that's what keeps me going a little bit because if I get back to that, okay, I'm sitting on my couch, I'm doing nothing, I'm feeling worse. What am I going to do with my, like, how am I going to manage my life? I'm just feeling like crap every day Mm -hmm. what can i do in order to challenge myself to be healthier and i think living a very routine lifestyle in various degrees patients need to find that that balance because i've found that having the same schedule almost every day waking up at the same time taking my medicines at the same time even down to eating similar meals that my stomach can adjust to that i know it it accepts and it'll digest and it'll work with my body trying to go to bed at the same time. I mean, everything about every day is systemized around my Crohn's disease and around my ostomy. And then I add in the training around that when I can get it in. I have friends who are healthy and they train at night, every single night. Mm -hmm. My Crohn's disease doesn't allow that. Because once I have stuff gurgling and moving around my stomach, if I were to work out at night, it would just end up in projectile vomit everywhere. <laughs> my stomach, my, my body just can't handle it. So instead of sleeping in a little bit longer, starting my day, going to the office, you know, doing what I can to live with my disease and then training at night, I have to wake up at 4.35 a.m. sometimes to get my workout in before my body starts the rest of its day so I could do certain things on a, I don't want to say empty stomach, but emptier stomach. Mm -hmm. So I have to adjust all these systems with my Crohn's disease to work into these crazy, stupid goals that I have. But I really think it's important for each patient to set out a goal, whether it be a half marathon, whether it be a bike ride, whether it be going on a ski trip with family, whether it be on going a hike, whether it be just walking around your neighborhood with a friend or taking the dog for a walk, setting up goals and systems around these things just make life easier because your body knows what's coming, your mind knows what's coming, and then you can focus on the task at hand, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. I think what some of what you're describing here too is – mindfulness and uh, setting your goals and being present in the moment that you're in, taking that for what it is before you can move on to the next thing. Exactly. It's hard to think about structure because uh, so many people are able to live a more unstructured life, but that is just not something that people with IBD have the luxury of having. Yep. I think that goes into what you were saying with acceptance. Uh, We do have to accept that if you don't have your structure in place, you are probably not going to thrive as well as you could if you did have that structure in place. You sound like a model patient. Are you a model patient? No, I'm not. And and acceptance is the right word and structure. I mean, all these words are, are hitting the nail on the head. But the acceptance word, I think, is the biggest part because at the beginning of this season, I knew I wanted to try to finish this last half Ironman in under six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be a real stretch goal for me. But I downloaded this triathlon plan for it, and I was supposed to work out six days a week. And I had to tailor it to my own body, though. This mm-hmm. was for a healthy person. Right. 
So I had to take this plan, accept it for what it was, make my own plan from it, and then accept the fact that I couldn't do plan A. I need to go with my plan B Mm -hmm. and accept it. But there's also the day-to-day battles. There were days that I missed my training completely because I just had to. My Mm -hmm. body said, you know what? You're not running today. You're mm-hmm. not swimming today or you're not biking today or you're not able to do what you're what you would like to do. Mm-hmm. So, I think the mindset that I've had to overcome is oh no, I'm going to miss my training today. I'm going to be completely off track. What am I going to do to you know what? It's okay if I miss one day. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon and I'm building my body up over a much longer period of time. So if I miss a day or I miss a workout or I miss a proper meal, everything's going to be okay. I just need to make sure that my mind is okay with that. I know my body's going to be okay with that in the long run, Mm -hmm. but my mind has to be okay because there are times where we all get really upset with our Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis and we let it beat us down. And I think the important part is to like that old saying, just, just get back up. You need to pull yourself back up and continue the fight because we don't have any other choice. Um, this is the hand that we're dealt. And if we sit around and let it get the best of us, we're going to have zero quality of life. And then all of a sudden the end comes and we're going to say, well, I missed out. And I, I wanted to do so many things and I wasn't able to do them because of this disease. But we are able to do a lot of stuff. We are capable of doing a lot of stuff. I'm not saying that's always the case, especially during a flare. I always tell people I have all these systems and in place and I'm planning and preparing for everything for my triathlons and for life. When a flare hits though, most of it's thrown out the window. I think you know. Or earlier this summer, I was training for this half trial. I had a flare in July that was pretty bad. I was on about 50 milligrams of pregnenolone trying to come down from it because my body just all of a sudden rejected everything. I got extremely dehydrated. I ended up in the hospital. Um, I was getting fluids pumped through me like crazy to get me catch up. That wasn't in my plan, (laughs) but I had to adjust to it. I had to accept it. I say, all right, well, I'm not training this week, obviously, because of the flare. I'm not training next week because I'm going to have to recover, but then maybe the medication will kick in. I'll get back into routine. I'll be able to wean off of it, get through it, and then life will hopefully get back to normal. Um, So it's not always easy. We have to accept the challenges that come in front of us, take them head on, and then once they're done, hopefully try to get back to the normal life we want. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's not always easy. I think certain people see what I do and some of the other IBDers in the community that you're talking about doing these crazy things And they look at what we do and they say, well, he's doing a triathlon, he's doing a bike ride, he's doing this event or doing that event. I can't do that. There's no way. There is a way, maybe not to that extent. You just have to make your own goal. You have to figure out what you want to do. And then back back step from there. Say, okay, I want to go for a full day hike up a mountain somewhere. That's my goal what do I have to do backtracking from there to get there? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've done with all these crazy, stupid things that I do. <laughs> so. I don't think they're crazy and stupid. I, I know there is sometimes um, uh, people have different reactions to it, that it it can 
perhaps be demoralizing to think that, well, I'm never going to be capable of doing that. For myself, I've accepted it. You know, I go for my little run around my neighborhood and when I get it done and um, I can actually uh, get out of bed the next day, like that's that's good. I've accepted that that's, but that's great. where I'm that's taking amazing it, still, yeah. you know. So, yeah, this, you know, there's no... Uh, marathon in my future. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but have you ever chronicled like in, in, in your spare time? Have you ever like chronicled like a day in the life? Because I feel like talking to you now, like that would be really compelling to see, or even like a like a snapshot of a week for you. What is this like for you when you're in the thick of your training? Yeah, I, I have actually. So, and it's. I actually have done that and I've looked back on it and I said, you could be having so much more fun, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you doing all this? And a lot of that actually happens during my races. I'm saying, why am I doing this? Um, But then I cross the finish line. I'm hanging out with friends and we're reminiscing and we're going through pictures and talking about everything. And I realize it's always, it's always worth it. But yeah, chronicling the amount of work that goes into managing these diseases, you you look back and you're just, it's it's a lot of effort, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. And mm-hmm. I think that we all should do it. We all should try to set out what's the ideal week and then chronicle what we actually did compared to what we'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a nonstop job for me, pretty much from about six a.m. to about eleven p.m. where. I don't want to say all of my day is scheduled, but there's a good chunk of my day which is scheduled to kind of stay on track. Um, and I feel like my body and my mind appreciates that because it makes things easier. Because if everything is scheduled, I don't wake up in the morning, okay, what am I going to do today? Oh, I don't have anything on my schedule. Let me just go to the couch and relax. Or I don't wake up every day and say, well, I don't have a plan. Let me try to make it up and then get stressed out about trying to fit everything in. I usually actually sit down the night before and do my schedule for the following day. This way I'm able to go to bed and have an idea of what my following day is going to be, which reduces my stress the night before, mm-hmm. allows me to sleep better. Mm-hmm. I wake up the next day, I look at my calendar and say, all right, here are the challenges that I need to get through today. Here are the ob- like obstacles that I need to take on, the work that I need to take on, and then I go about it. Mm-hmm. So every day is kind of chronicled. Every day is journaled. Um and there's a system for that as well. <laughs> for those of you listening to this podcast, clearly I have a little bit of a case of OCD. <laughs> no, I, I think that's totally fine. It's just it's it's good because it it helps you to get things done of which you've gotten many things done. So tell me about what's going on in your life and what's going on in the IBD community, things that you're participating in, things that you have coming up. What's happening? What's happening in my life? Uh, first and mo- first, most part, I'm, I'm getting married this I year. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's, that's like at the top of the list. And Sarah will probably listen to this at some point. So Sarah, I love you. That is the highest priority and the top of the mountain for me and the best thing that's happening for me um, anytime soon. So um, that's a lot of work in its own, mm-hmm. luckily. Um Sarah's doing an incredible job helping planning that. We have a wedding planner and everything, but I'm getting married New Year's Eve. So I have, I think, 95-ish days 
You have a countdown? Somewhere around there? Oh, yeah, she has a countdown. <laughs> trust me. Um, I get reminded of it. But um, funny. So that's definitely something on my calendar. Um, I have one more race this year. Uh, I'm doing a full marathon in Maine, uh, Acadia, around Acadia National Park, which um, is actually voted one of the top five prettiest marathons in the country. Mm. Um, I was n- not going to do a full marathon this year, but my friend talked me into it and we're going to do it together. Um, he's not training as much as he used to, so he's going to be around the same pace that I'm at. So mm-hmm. our plan is to kind of run it side by side, which should be fun. Um, and then I'll just get into training next year as well with regards to my races. Um, I have three big races next year. I'll be doing another half Ironman. Um Actually in Connecticut. Really? Come to that, Amber. Well, where is it going to be? Uh, quasi. About 45 minutes north of oh, here. Oh, what is that? So, uh, June 3rd. June 3rd. June 3rd. Okay. All I right. believe. Um, it, I know so. you'll remind me <laughs> because you will have it in your calendar and everything backing into it. Something so will be organized. Remi- yeah. Remind me. Um, and then next year I take on the largest challenge that I will ever take on. And then from there I will slow things down a little bit. I will be doing a full Ironman. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is August 19th. Uh, That is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I do sit a lot. (laughs) Um, And I have plans on having my feet up and having not grapes brought to me, but pizza and everything else that I, any other food (laughs) that I want brought to me. But um, with regards to things that I'm doing in the IBD community, um, you know, I, I just love helping people um, doing podcasts like this. Um, I'm hopefully going to Advances in IBD in November and then the Crohn's Colitis Congress in um, Vegas for the Crohn's Colitis Foundation in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and just continuing building awareness for these diseases that people sadly don't know enough about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still have people come up to me and just like, oh, that has to do with going to the bathroom. (laughs) Face palm. Um, No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. But no, it doesn't. doesn't. Um, So, you know, I'm just continuing to try to raise awareness, Mm -hmm. help as many patients as possible and try to show them that these diseases are not easy to live with. They're extremely difficult, but a lot still can be done. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest motivating factor in my life is when people tell me I can't do something Mm -hmm. or I actually had an IBD patient once tell me that I was doing too much and that Mm -hmm. I was setting a bad example example. for people. Yeah. And I was just like, how can you say that? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's my life. I should do what's good for me. And I Mm -hmm. realized that every single IBD patient is different. Mm -hmm. Um, we all have different systems and our gastrointestinal systems all interact with our bodies completely different and our immune mm-hmm. systems act in completely different ways as I crack my knuckles for my arthritis that I have from my Crohn's <laughs> disease. Um, but I always tell patients, just challenge yourself. You know, Try to figure out what you want to do. Like I said, my first goal was getting out of bed and making a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. You know what's your first goal? That's what I ask all IBD patients. What's your goal? And then from your first goal, what's your mountaintop goal? And then let's fill in the in-between of little goals that'll get you there. Mm -hmm. Because if you say, okay, well, I want to run a half marathon. That's great. But if you go for that first one mile run, which we just discussed, Mm -hmm. and that's the hardest mile, (laughs) you're going to come home and say, 
I'm not doing I'm not this. Doing that. No. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Who who wants to run for more than two hours? I who know. wants to do thirteen? Like it's just it's not always the smartest thing that goes through our head. But if you have a plan and you're able to stick to it, there's still a lot of stuff that we're able to do with our diseases. And that's kind of trying to what I'm trying to advocate to a lot of patients is it's not always easy, but do you want to do the easy thing and just stay on the couch and be near the bathroom the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. And I think most patients are going to say no. They just have to figure out the right medications, the right treatments, the right management style, and go from there to get their disease under control enough where they can take that first step. And then after that first step, there's a chance that things are just going to get into a flow and you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to me. And that's what happened to other IBD community members that you Mm -hmm. say you follow and you're Mm -hmm. watching them do all this stuff and our suits and, you know, crossing finishes and all that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. And the the thing is, Amber, every single inspirational story that you see, whether it be in the IBD community or cancer community, they all started with the same thing. And I know it's, it's cheesy, but it all started with one step. Mm-hmm. First, actually it started with an idea, but then it started <laughs> with one step. And you know, it's not an independent thing when you have a disease. There are a lot of people that do these sports or endurance activities or other things that want to do them independently. And I think that's what I love about triathlons is when I do longer triathlons and I already gave Sarah a shout out for the wedding, I will give her another (laughs) shout out. I could not do these distances without her. Mm -hmm. Um, The help that she gives me before the help that she gives me after is crucial Mm -hmm. because when I finished Atlantic city, the last thing I would want to do is go back to the transition area where my bike and all my gear is organize that, throw it on my backpack, walk back to the car, pack everything up. She takes care of that for me. Mm -hmm. So there's a team aspect where I have help and I like the fact that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. But then there's also an aspect where when I'm swimming and biking and running, there's a little bit of independence and I'm overcoming my disease alone as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have to accept that as IBD patients is it's a team sport managing our disease, but it's also independent and it's on us to try to make strives to get better and do things on our own too, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It, that <laughs> makes a huge amount of sense. And I had an experience recently, um, I was writing a blog post about it and um, I think it would be a really good uh, uh, compliment to this podcast in that I was asked in an interview to describe something that I could not do because I have ulcerative colitis and I live with the J pouch. And I refused to answer the question. I tried to answer the question because that's what they were looking for from me, but there was literally nothing I could come up with because that's not how I choose to live my life and that's not how I choose to look at things. Now, like here, come on now. I'm never going to run a marathon. I've accepted that. That's fine. But I could. <laughs> no, but but I I mean, right? If yeah. I like stopped working and <laughs> you know, all of that, stopped podcasting, um maybe I could. So, I'm not going to say that I'm 
something that I'm never going to do or I'm not able to do. The only thing that I cannot do is process food through a colon because I don't have one. Yeah. That's the only thing. Exactly. And I, I don't like saying that either, that I can't do something. And I I have patients that write me or and call me and, and leave me messages and say, well, I can't do what you do. And like I said earlier, it's not about doing what I do. It's about doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's setting out your own goals and going from there. Now, I have patients that say, well, that's impossible. You can't do a half Ironman. It's, 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 it's not doable. Well, yes, it is. Because they, they, they look at the challenge and they say, Crohn's disease, ostomy, ostomy falls off, day gets ruined, <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's absolutely impossible. It can't be done. You can't swim. Swimming is hard enough with IBD and an ostomy. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to bike. Biking with, you know, previous my rectal with disease your, is so hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now it's, I had my rectum removed so I can do it. Um, and then running. I mean, doing all these activities with Crohn's disease and an ostomy, people say, that is impossible. Well, it's not. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. My other two friends that I met down in Enix City during the half Ironman, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. There are other patients that I see doing it as well. So if I could do these three activities that aren't easy all in one day together, and I've, I've rarely had problems with my ostomy doing all these events. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do change it right after because yeah. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. It's been yeah. through a lot. I want to get a fresh ostomy on me. But if I can do all these activities right after one another and complete it, Someone can't tell me that they can't just go for a trail hike mm-hmm. or they can't go out to go bowling with their friends when mm-hmm. the bathroom is right around the corner. I mean, there, mm-hmm. are, there are sadly IBD patients that feel like they really, really can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been there too. I've been so sick where I can't leave the house. But if, you, if you're able to get your disease managed a little bit and get it under control where you can try to do this, once you build up your confidence and say, all right, I was able to go to a social event and it was okay because the bathroom is right around the corner, you know, it builds that confidence up and allows you to do more and more and more with your life. Um, and like you, I, I say the same thing. I don't like to use the words I can't. I, I feel like with the right planning, with the right preparation, with the right team around me, with the right independence in my own mindset to manage things around me as well, there's a lot of things that I can still do. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be as easy as my healthy friends that are mm-hmm. doing the same things. Um, you know, my buddy Lewis, who I do all these half Ironmans with, he, always, after every race, he was just like, I, I'm healthy and I'm, I'm having I'm trouble dead. doing this. Yeah. I can't believe you're doing this, not mm-hmm. only with everything physical, but the mind games that I have to play with myself in order to get through it. Um, but I'm doing it. So... You know, it's 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 not going to be an easy journey, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. It's just the amount of work that you want to put into reaching your own goal, setting out a system, creating a routine, and going from there to reach that goal that you want to do. And like I said earlier, I don't suggest doing half Ironmans for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea, and there's a large part of me that thinks it's stupid, especially while I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> but... Once you complete your own goal and whatever finish line you want to cross, it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. 
and it's only going to build your confidence up to do more and more with your disease. I agree. So. Totally agree. It's ex- it's accepting your new normal, which yeah. we talk a lot about. Exactly. And there is objective proof that you have done these things on all of your social media accounts. There so is. tell me, I will put it in the show notes, <laughs> um, but tell me where everyone can follow you so that they can see um, your training, you're very honest about your ups and downs. Yes. And so it's, uh, like I said, I almost never have to like get in touch with you and text <laughs> you and be like, what's up? You know, cause there are some people that if I don't hear from them for a little while, I will go looking for them and, yeah. and see how they are. But like, you're very good about keeping us all updated. So <laughs> tell me where, um, uh, I know, tell everyone else where they can find you. Yep. So I have a few names in different places cause of restrictions. Thanks, Twitter. Um, <laughs> my Twitter handle is Brian, B-R-I-A-N. We spell it the correct way in my household. B-R-I-A-N underscore C-B-Y. Um, my Instagram handle is Brian, chronically better you, all one word. And you is spelled Y-O-U. Um, and you can find me on Instagram there. Um, I do also have my own Facebook page for um, various chronic conditions and communities. If you find search for Brian Greenberg and you see a guy in a triathlete jersey of some sort, um, you can find me there. And also um, I have Chronically Better Use Facebook page as well as the Intense Intestines Foundation Facebook page and Twitter handles, which you can find my story uh, there too. So I'm all over the place. If you want to find me, chances are there's ways that you can find me and follow my story and interact with me too. I love interacting with patients. Send me private messages send me a tweet, send me an Instagram story message or whatever you want to do. And uh, I'd love to get to know other community members and interact with them as much as possible and, you know, help them a little bit too. I don't want to use the word coach because I'm by any, no means a coach, but, um, (laughs) you know, I definitely like to help people set their goals and try to reach them as well. Because Mm -hmm. I I do think that we're, we're all capable of more than we think. And like I said, three or four years ago after my practectomy, if you told me I would be signing up for a full Ironman just three or four years later, I don't want to say I would have spat in anybody's face, but I mean, I would have surely laughed at your anyone's face. I would have been like, yeah, you are on heavy drugs and I want some too. <laughs> um, but, you know, life can change very quickly and... Uh, we have to run with the ups and downs and I love helping patients out with the ups and downs and getting them through it and hopefully seeing them hit their goals too. I think you just named this episode. We're all capable of more than we think. We are. I think I, I think that's our takeaway. We are. Thank you for coming and sitting in my living room with me. Thanks for having me. I loved, I loved being here. And talking. Great time. I always love seeing you, Amber. And um, your podcast is still up on iTunes. Yes, the We Will Beat IBD um, podcast is still on iTunes. I'm hoping to get back to it a little bit more, and we'll hopefully have some new episodes soon. But um, I believe we have seven or eight episodes of various topics that uh, I think can it's eight. To as well. I think it's eight. I've listened eight? to them all. I think you have eight. Yeah. I make an appearance in one of them. Yes, you do. <laughs> there are some good. There are some. The one with you, I really love. Um, we have some. We have one really interesting one where we had two couples, me and Sarah. Um, that so I was the chronic disease patient as the guy, and Sarah was the healthy partner. And then we have Laura Cox, who is the female version of me as the sick patient, mm-hmm. and then her 
supportive boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. which was a really interesting dynamic because yeah. you got the two relationships mixed. Um, but uh, this is going to be, you know, thank you for having me on. I, I love being here and hopefully helping some other patients, uh, you know, reach their goals and take on their next challenges with their disease as well. Oh, I hope so too. I have to have Sarah also. I have to have both of you now. Now that I now that I understand more about how you know about how you work together as far as all that goes and um, doing the races team. and everything, now I have to. It's a nonstop team effort. Yeah. Even with her from the couch eating her ice cream, saying, <laughs> "Sign up for a full Ironman." Yeah. That, oh, what a cute you story! You keep eating your ice cream. Sweetheart. I know, right? <laughs> I love you. And, she, and she's a Star Wars fan, so like Star Wars, definitely. Harry Potter, you guys after know yeah, she's um, Sarah. Come on my pod. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, Brian. Thank you. I'll see you soon. And there you have my conversation with Brian Greenberg about how anyone can get started in setting a goal and achieving that goal. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, make sure you share it with someone else. You can find it easily in Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching for About IBD. You can find me and all the writing I've done on inflammatory bowel disease for Very Well by going to verywell.com and searching for any topic on IBD that comes to mind. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as About IBD and follow me and connect with me there. Take care and remember, I want you to know more about IBD. Thank you.